melted butter on hot toast and served up on a plate, it seems like nothing really could be clearer or more straight. But though in terms of things required, the number is just two, there is a lot of wiggle room for what there is to do. The first thing that must happen is to make the call and choose from all the breads available which one to buy and use. Those who want some texture that is light and open go, quite often for a tangy white and crusty sourdough. The slices must be cut quite thick, for if they are too little, they'll turn when cooked to husks which will then crack and be all brittle. Once a decent slice is cut, it's time to add some heat, without which there would be no toast to butter nor to eat. There are some toaster sceptics who do not think they're so great. Too often what they do to bread is just incinerate. A better choice is oven grill in which things can't go wrong. Others, though, are not convinced and think it takes too long. Heating up the oven grill, it's always such a faff. There is no morning time to spare. We need to leave the gaff. The toast is simply quicker. It can frankly not be beaten. You put the bread in, turn it on, and boom, it can be eaten. When it comes to toast-related gadgets and invention, the toast is not the biggest bone of etiquette convention. The toast rack takes place number one, where toast stands side by side. This is, it seems, the ultimate strong-feeling great divide. The toast goes hard and cold, the no-crowd shake their heads and mutter, which means it's not set up at all to take in melting butter. But that's the beauty of cold toast, which has to wait its turn, says the toast rack fan, who likes their toast all cold and firm. Being cold and crunchy means that there's a natural stop. The butter won't dissolve and melt and sits instead on top. There's very little better than some butter that sits tight, topped with jam or marmalade. This is toast done just right. Thinking through the butter, though, it's clear most are agreed that butter is the only fat that toast will ever need. Very few who know what's what will ever choose the route, where margarine or veggie spread is used as substitute. Be the butter lurpak or an Irish Kerrygold. Just make sure that it's pretty soft. It won't spread if too cold. The knife to spread, which should ideally have an edge that's smooth, though butter knives feel maybe like there's something still to prove. Those who make a case for their beloved butter knives will claim that when it comes to toast, they lead such stress-free lives. We never need to get all cross or in a toasted flutter, resulting from those pesky crumbs that get stuck in the butter. Once the butter with our knife goes first onto a plate, it means that it is very easy to avoid this fate. Another knife can then be used and take it on from here so the pat of butter stays crumb-free, clean and fresh and clear. Either way, it's time to serve, so time to to decide. Should the toast be cut narrow or should it be cut wide? The shape required depends a lot on what the toast is for. It's not so much a right or wrong, so much as either or. If it's due a spread of jam, then there will be a case for triangles as these will help keep jam off from the face. The pointy edges of the shape will help the eater eat, so triangles with sticky things will keep things nice and neat. If the toast is being made to take a form of topping, with some eggs, for instance, which require a bit of mopping. In this instance, triangles are altogether wrong. The need is for a rectangle, something hardy and quite strong. 
Soldiers, though, for boiled eggs are clearly just a must. Whichever shape is made, be sure to keep hold of the crust. It brings a welcome contrast and it brings a happy crunch to what is often at the base of breakfast, supper or some lunch.